She's a business mogul. Number one. And wellness expert. How can I help? And now Chantel Ray and her amazing guests are here to guide you on your wellness journey. Time to level up. Welcome to the Waste Away Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. And I'm so excited to be having Ashley Grosh from thefarmlife.com on our episode. And today we are doing a ton of question and answers. You guys have been asking so many questions. We love hearing from you. And today we're going to answer a bunch of them. So we're so excited. But first, Ashley, tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Hi, everybody. So I own a company called The Farm Life. And what it is, it's an integration of functional medicine in with wellness products and also my farm. So it's just this whole lifestyle company. Um, I see about a thousand patients a year with functional nutrition and just overall wellness, specializing in hormones, gut health, um, metabolic resets, pediatrics, just a wide range of things. Uh, so I have a little grocery store, but I also have a little a little wellness center as well. And I want to share with you guys, if you go to the farm life, I want to tell you a few things that I personally use that I'm absolutely obsessed with. So there, they have this elderberry syrup kit that I love that you can make your own elderberry, um, which is so good for your immune system. And what I love is that you can make it yourself. So a lot of these different elderberry have so much sugar and additives, and this is all natural, which I love. And another product that I'm absolutely obsessed with is some of their night creams. They're all organic, all their creams and lotions and like face washes I love. So you've got to go to the farmlife.com to check it out. But let's chime in. This first question is from Lucy Kuchta. I hope I'm not messing up your last name. I'm so sorry. It says, I have released a quite a bit of weight with intermittent fasting and love it. I'm down to my last 20 pounds to my goal weight with 16.8 clean fast that weight and fat are staying on. So I need to change it up. For anyone that got over this last hump, I have a two-part question. What did you do that worked? And number two, how have you maintained your goal weight? So Ashley, I'll let you start and then I'll chime in on what I think is my answer as well. Perfect. Often that last uh, bit of pounds is related to more of a chronic stress adrenal response. And so we're trying to continue hacking the metabolic pathways, which is also your adrenals. So the first thing I would try to do is extend that fast on days that are non-training days and lower stress days and try to try to see if you can stretch that out to 20, but without that being a very high tempo type of day or a high training movement day. Another thing is you could keep the 16-8 and all you could do is add in ancestral movement cumulatively throughout the day. So kind of moving like your ancestors, trying to get that 10 to 15,000 steps a day preferably 20,000 and adding on like a daily hit workout. So you're doing the cumulative movement throughout the day. You're not just sitting all day and then working out and fasting. You're moving throughout the day cumulatively and then still doing a nice 30 minute hit workout. And that can kind of hack it a little bit more. And then when you do eat, it sounds like if you've responded that well this far along that you would probably respond well to a lower carb keto approach to nutrition when you do actually eat. 
Mm, I love that. And I would say the same thing for me personally. Um, you know, when I'm looking at my steps, I have to be doing about 15,000 steps. And when I'm doing 20,000 steps in a day, that's when I'm really seeing my weight at the lowest and trying to figure out a way for me to at least do three and a half miles of a walk every single day, like figuring out how to get my body to move. If it's too cold outside, I might walk on the treadmill, but I love figuring out a way to walk outside. And I have a friend of mine who her and her husband walk five miles every day. They do it no matter what, like if it's raining, if it's snowing, if it's 10 degrees outside, they don't care. Like they have made a commitment and she says they do it about 360 days out of the year, about five days, maybe someone's sick or they don't feel good, but literally she's like 360 days out of the year we do it. And I just think if you can figure out a routine where you are not even thinking about it, it's like the same time every day you are coming up with a way for you to walk. That is just a huge piece of it. And then the second piece for me is sugar. I have recently, and it's because of Ashley. Um, I went on a walk with Ashley and I was like, I am still struggling with this, you know, kind of candida issue. And I'm still struggling with my skin. And I want you to respond what you told me when we were on that walk about fruit, uh, and sugar. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people take out the sugar, but forget about the fruit. And so for people who are kind of yeasty, candida-y, the, sh the fruit has to go too. It has tons of tartaric acid in it and other organic acid byproducts that you can measure in labs that show high yeast levels and the, the fruit still feeds that. Um, so not, it's not that fruit is evil. It's just that when you are yeasty or working on a metabolic reset, it's just really good to get rid of all of that food source for those underlying infections. Mm, I love that. Hey guys, I'd love for you guys to listen to a podcast that we did about the side effects from wine and the differences between natural wine and traditional wine. So go to chantelrayway.com slash wine and you'll see transcripts, you'll see some different episodes, but here's the thing. You can get your penny bottle now of dry farm wines and make the decision that if you're gonna have wine to make sure you have the most natural, healthy wine in the world with no added additives, only natural ingredients. All the other wines out there have so much sulfate, so much sugar. Why put that poison in your body? So get your penny bottle now at chantelrayway.com slash wine. All right, let's hop into question number two. It's from Kaylee Dawn. I just started fasting yesterday and I was wondering what diets are you doing with your fasting? I've been counting calories for three weeks now on and off. Mm -hmm. What would you say to that, mm -hmm. Ashley? It's a really good question. Um, so it really depends on two main factors. One, what is her fasting blood sugar? And then two, the uh, current adrenal health. So is, has, are there any labs of cortisol to see what cortisol is doing throughout the day? And then what is the fasting blood sugar? So fasting blood sugar is, you know, above 95, then you're not quite ready yet for keto or low carb because the adrenals can't take that. You kind of have to ease your blood sugar down through a more whole food. Paleo is nice because you can still have healthy carbs like potatoes and rice, 
but you're not removing all the carbs just yet because the blood sugar can't take such a shock to the system. It'll, it'll hurt the adrenals. So it really depends on those two factors, which is why it's good to get some information. You can do at home blood sugar, fasting blood sugar tests very easily. You can get the continuous or you can just get the finger prick kit. Um, and then you can even nowadays, you can order your own at home labs and you could do a cortisol sampling test. It's four to five samples throughout the day. If your cortisol is running high and your blood sugar is running high, then that will help you see what you're metabolically ready for. And eventually you'll be ready for more keto, low carb, but you're not there yet if you have both of those numbers too high. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that for me personally, um, the way that I like to do the calorie counting, I am, I wouldn't say I'm an anti-calorie counting person. I think that calorie counting makes you obsessive compulsive and I don't think it's a good way to live. So I know for me personally, I've interviewed thousands of women who are naturally thin and been thin their whole life. They do intermittent fasting and they don't, they don't even know they do intermittent fasting and none of them count calories. But I will say this, and when you, when I first interview them and I say, do you count calories? All of them are like, oh, absolutely not. No, I don't. And you know me, I'm a, like a dig deeper and I'll just keep coming at you with another question and another question and another question. And guess what? I find out they don't count calories but they are very observant of calories, which is a really, really powerful thing. Because what, what I used to be is like, well, these thin women's, they don't, they don't count calories, so I'm not going to count calories. And what I really found out was they were observant of their calories. And let me explain to you what I mean. They know that an avocado is very high in calories, right? And they know an avocado is very high in fat. And so, you know, a, a one cup of avocado is about 234 calories. And so if you look at that, that that is a lot, right? But they they're still gonna have avocado. They're just kind of cognizant that, hey, I... I might not eat two avocado, like two whole avocados in a sitting, or I'm not going to sit there and eat, you know, guacamole with, you know, chips, even if they're like super healthy chips or, you know, whatever it is, they know what I'm putting in right now is very high calorie. It's very high fat. I'm going to limit it. And so one of the things that I do, what I do love about calorie counting is I hear people all the time and they are like, I just don't understand why I'm not losing weight. Like I'm this, I'm that. And so, you know, when I'm coaching people, I say, okay, take a picture of everything that you're eating before and after. And when I look at how many calories they're eating, I'm like, good Lord, you're eating 3000 calories in a day. Like I, I can look at what they're eating, right. And quickly kind of add up in my head. I'm like, you're eating 2,500 calories in a day. You're eating 3000 calories a day. This is why you're not losing any weight. And so I am a fan of counting calories for a short amount of time. Cause if you think about it, we all kind of eat a lot of the same things. You know what I mean? Like we have that routine so we can kind of see it. So I like it for that purpose just to kind of go, okay, if you're, you're just feeling like a lot of people I hear, this is what they say to me. They're like, 
I feel like I'm doing everything right, but I'm not losing weight. And, and for me personally, the aha moment for me, because I feel like I'm about eight pounds more than I want to be right now. And honestly, Ashley, you were kind of that aha for me. And, you know, I think you asked me the question and you were like, you said something like, you know, how much fruit are you eating in a day? And I said, honestly, I'm probably eating like three or four servings of fruit in a day. And it was like, you were like, ding, ding, ding. That's the problem. Like, here's what it is. Like, yeah, you've got this great diet and you're, you're eating really clean and you're doing your fasting, but you're eating too much freaking sugar. And, and you need people in your life that can look at you and go, the number one thing, number one, like I was coaching this one girl who I absolutely loved. And, and I was, she was like, well, yeah, I overate at dinner. I overate this time. I overate this time. And I'm like, okay, step number one, you know, the Bible says, put a knife to your throat. If you're given into gluttony, let's that's step one. We have to get rid of the overeating. That's step one. Then we can dive into all of the other things, but that piece is so, so important. So what would you say about the calorie counting? Mm -hmm. um, Ashley, do you agree with that? Yeah, that's a really good point for my clients. I'll give them a macro count for the first maybe week to two weeks of their meal guide, just so they can learn even the protein, fat, carb breakdown, just to learn which foods have what, the calories and the macros. And then after that, I encourage them to not really pay attention to the counting anymore because now they can look at a chicken breast and they can look at that avocado and they can kind of, they figured it out from there and then they can dive into more intentional eating. Mm, love that. Yeah, I agree. Hey guys, I really want you to join our intermittent fasting and OMAD Facebook group. We're doing tons of giveaways right now for posting your before and after pictures and just for posting a question in there. We're giving away free protein shakes, some digest aid, all kinds of fun stuff. So please join our intermittent fasting and OMAD Facebook group. The link is in the show notes. All right. Question three. I just completed my first day of OMAD. And if you guys don't know what OMAD is, it's one meal a day is what it stands for yesterday. And it felt amazing. I'm into my second day of it. And I'm wondering how many days of OMAD should I start with? Is it safe to do every day? Kristen Jean. I'll start with that and then and then you can go, Ashley. I think, um, you know, I agree with what Ashley said in the very beginning is that, you know, you're listening to your body is a really big piece of this. So I have people that I know that they can do one meal a day and they feel amazing. Number two, you might not feel amazing right away, but you, you build up to it. It's just like running a marathon. Like if I went, if I went out right now and, and tried to do a, a half marathon, I would be doing all kinds of injuries and everything would be like a complete mess. And so to me, I always say, if you're new to intermittent fasting, you know, start with the eight hour window, then move to a six hour window and then go to a four hour window or whatever it is and keep building on it and, and work your way up the same exact way that you would kind of train for a race and your body will tell you, but at the same time, we want to stretch ourselves and push ourselves. It's just like, if we were working out, like probably, you know, if I went out for a run right now about 
one minute into it, I'd be like, all right, I'm ready to stop. Well, if I listened to my body, it'd be like, well, we'd only do a one minute race, you know, one minute race, that wouldn't be any good. So it's a matter of finding that balance for yourself of, I want to push myself, but I also want to do it safely. And your body will tell you what to do, but you, you can't be such a wimp that you're like, Oh, the, the second that I feel some kind of way, I'm going to just give up. But at the same time, if I'm feeling really bad, then I want to kind of back it off. So Ashley, mm-hmm. what about you? Very similar approach is ease into it. Uh, the first few weeks when you start doing OMAD, if you're, if you're going to extend it to a few days a week out of the seven, you're going to have some detox symptoms. You're going to have some headaches. You're going to need to drink a lot of water. Um, so you want to ease your way into that detoxification uh, process. So generally the first week, maybe go for two days. If, for, if day one went well, go for day two, but then just let yourself have a little break for the rest of that week. And then next week go for three and just, as we say, titrate up. And I mean, some people thrive going two to three weeks straight with OMAD. It really depends on their training, physical training and what they metabolically metabolically can do in a training setting. Like my husband can work out and do a 10 mile run on an empty stomach in a fasted state where he hadn't eaten, he hasn't eaten in 12 hours, 16 hours. I can't. So that would not go well for me. I'd get injured. And so learning about your own metabolic makeup is really important. Um, that's why I really like running metabolic typing assessments on clients just to see what their brain naturally does, parasympathetic, sympathetic naturally, and then what they, how they oxidize, are they fast or slow? And can kind of help guide people into a good intermittent fasting approach for their metabolic needs. So I love that. Awesome. Well, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all your knowledge and everything with us. And I know you're making such a big impact in people's lives with their health. So I thank you for that. And I want you to tell listeners where they can find you and where they can follow you. Okay. Yeah. So I can be found at thefarmlife.com. I see clients all over the country via telehealth, or I have an in-person wellness center in Virginia beach. And then on social media, I'm found at the Farm Life Movement on uh, Instagram and Facebook. All right. Well, this is great. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Stay tuned. Bye-bye for now. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.